Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. everybody welcome to the fruitful and fearless podcast jordan and lexi here how's it going lexi good how are you good 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 do you have the coronavirus no no (laughs) everything's okay over here still that's awesome i I was thinking that like so we're recording this on saturday and who knows what will happen by the time that it's posted Mm -hmm. that's what what i was thinking i mean it could be all blown over by wednesday who knows um (laughs) or not who knows what will happen, but we will not fear. Um, <laughs> that's what we're going to be talking to you guys about today. Um, we thought it may be a good time to breach the subject of fear since our whole world sin- seems to be in a tizzy. And uh, I wrote a few notes down here about fear, but um, as I was talking to Jared, he reminded me that there's a stat that says uh, that the Bible says fear not 365 times. Have you heard that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So 365 times in the Bible, you will see the phrase fear not. So um, we know that as Christians, we should not be fearing that we actually have nothing to fear um, if we join with Paul mm-hmm. and say to live as Christ and to die as gain. So we actually have nothing to fear. Another quote that I really liked was Martin Lloyd-Jones saying faith is a refusal to panic. So Today, mm. we're going to chat a little bit about not fearing in the face of a virus, <laughs> which sounds so silly to say. Like, honestly, guys, it's it's kind of like a cold, but, you know, it can be bad for some people. So I'm not saying it's completely silly to have any kind of concern about it, but it is silly if you are panicking. So let's all <laughs> in a little here and refuse to panic. I was just thinking about how like we talked about, and I like, seriously, my son has asthma. So this is a potentially very harmful thing for him. So don't feel like we're, we're taking this at all lightly, but Mm -hmm. I was thinking about how, when we talked about emotions, we were saying that, um, we have to look at reality as separate from emotions. And I feel like people with the coronavirus, they're letting their emotions dictate reality when in reality, most of us, this is not deadly. (laughs) This is a cold to most of us. So um, yeah, we and, just need to let, and not everyone will catch it. That's yes. the thing. Like it, it's not like, yes, it is a, just a cold to most people, mm-hmm. but even in that, like not everyone will get this. This is not, mm-hmm. this is not like 100% of the population will get it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, go ahead. Well, uh, that's, I was just thinking like people that without Christ don't even know how to look at reality. They don't know how to look at the facts. They're just letting their emotions dictate Mm -hmm. and it's resulting in lots and lots of panic. And as a mom, like really as a mom who has a child that this could be potentially fatal for, um, holds are really issues for my son. I'm not necessarily changing anything that I'm doing. What I'm saying is we're preparing in the same way we would prepare for a regular cold. We're not like Mm -hmm. going over and above necessarily. Yeah. Although I did get some extra chickens yeah. just because of like having broth on hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got the last chicken at our grocery store actually. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Which we roasted it last night and I have broth in the crock pot. So, <laughs> so yeah, maybe that's something we can start by talking about the difference between mm-hmm. fear and preparedness. Yeah. Well, I think 
Brian addressed this on their podcast because somebody asked them, um, you know, how, what are, what should we be doing to prepare for the coronavirus? And he was saying like a Christian's response is not panic. It's preparedness in order to serve. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that's the difference is we're not, we're not, we shouldn't be having a hoarder's mentality about this. We should, um, even be considering the fact that like, literally I was talking to Brian last night, what happens if the hospitals become so overrun that we need places? Can we be a church that says here, our doors are open. Can we serve alongside you somehow? Mm-hmm. Because that's that, like, that's even how hospitals came into existence was because of Christians taking care of sick people, Christians who were not afraid of catching the illnesses. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think this is hard. There are some unique things about this in regards to children being, you know, carriers without symptoms and elderly people. So we're not, we're not being completely dumb, mm-hmm. um, but we are trying to use means to protect ourselves, but also remembering that the part of the end goal is um, strength for ourselves so that we can then pour out our strength for others. Yeah. If that makes sense. So, yeah. And I think also important just to see that God will use the coronavirus for our good mm-hmm. in some way mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. for his glory in some way. So just having eyes to see like this is the goal of the next few weeks is not that we get every bit of supplies that we need and then we just <laughs> lock ourselves in our homes and mm-hmm. never to talk to another person <laughs> until this is completely gone. The goal of it is that we would be the face of peace in mm-hmm. a worrying world, that we would mm-hmm proclaim our hope to people who are scared and that they, mm-hmm. that they don't know if there's a hope beyond mm-hmm. this earth and that we would tell mm-hmm. them that like God so loved the world that he sent his son um, that we wouldn't perish but have eternal life so that we would, so we would offer that message in this season mm-hmm. that, um, that we have hope beyond this life and, and that Christ offers that um, through, through repentance and faith. Yeah, I really like this morning because, you know, we're in the Bible reading challenge. We're reading through Job, which yeah. is kind of fitting for yeah, this time. I know. But I love the little um, quote from, I don't, it's from Doug Wilson. I don't know if it was from a sermon or from a commentary or what, but uh, I just really liked what he said. He said, the book of Job is filled with unanswered questions and things that human beings simply cannot know. But Job knows at least one thing in the midst of his suffering and in the midst of his wrongful complaint against God or in the midst of the coronavirus. We have this remarkable testimony of faith. This shining testimony sits in the midst of his complaints in the same way that godly Job himself sat on the ash heap. Job knows that his redeemer lives and that his redeemer is going to stand upon the earth at the latter day. And that's based on Job um, 19.25, which says, for I know that my redeemer lives and at the last time he will stand upon the earth. Like that's why we don't have to fear is we know who is ultimately going to stand on the last day mm-hmm. to make all these things right and mm-hmm. to raise those from death to resurrection. And so that was really comforting to read. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it's, yeah, people are going crazy though. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think also just in the um, vein of preparedness that mm-hmm. we keep in mind that our authority in this time doesn't come from government or from a panicking culture, but comes from the word, like Lexi Mm -hmm. said. So if we stand firm on knowing that Christ wins (laughs) at the end, Christ wins, that we have a sure hope in him. And that's Mm -hmm. how we respond to any kind of fearful situation that would be in peace and in joy and in cheerfulness and a heart willing to serve and reach out to others, that it wouldn't be, you know, locking ourselves 
into a closet to be fearful, um, but that we would yeah. um, have biblical truth planted in our hearts and be active through that. Yeah, they mentioned Stonewall Jackson's quote on the What Have You podcast about um, my religion teaches me that I am safe on the battlefield or in my bed. But I went and I looked up the rest of the quote. And at the end of the whole quote, the whole context is basically he's saying, well, that's where our bravery can come from in Mm -hmm. scary circumstances is because Mm -hmm. we know that until the very last second, (laughs) until we're standing in front of the Lord and meeting our Savior, we are safe. Therefore, we can be courageous and we can be brave. Yeah. So. Yeah. I do think it's interesting that for the most part, most of the U.S. was absolutely not panicking until the president said there was something to panic about. (laughs) So I think we do need to be careful of, like you're saying, letting government tell us what we should and should not fear for sure. Yeah. Or the CDC for that matter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That we should be active to look up real information Mm -hmm. and um, just know that our, what, what our sources are like your source for information should not be Facebook or Instagram right now, but you you should be like getting real information. If you have medical professionals in your life, ask them what they think about it. Um, ask them there. We're lucky and blessed, blessed to have, um, medical professionals in our church that we have talked to and, you know, just sought, um, wisdom through them. So get good information and don't settle for what the media is trying to give you. Because mm-hmm. there are definitely definitely shady things also happening alongside the coronavirus. Uh, yeah, I'll try to avoid any rabbit trails from this point I on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Um, but anyway, also I think just also just being intentional to know like if thinking through it long term, like if we were all to just seclude ourselves, like what a negative thing that that would do to our economy and to small mm-hmm. businesses and. Um, to families. Like we're Mm -hmm. not called to live in seclusion forever. So we want to walk in wisdom and like, if you are sick or if you have been in contact with someone who is sick, please stay in your home. Like that's totally fine. And that's walking in wisdom, but we don't like forever just self quarantine ourselves for no reason. I want to read this quote to you that um, Paige, who was on our last podcast, I think it was our last one. I don't know now. Anyways, Paige sent me this um, quote from C.S. Lewis and it was in their time, they were fearful and living in fear of the atomic bomb. Mm -hmm. Um, And he wrote, this is the first point to be made. And the first action to be taken is to pull ourselves together. If we are all going to be destroyed by an atomic bomb, let that bomb, when it comes, find find us doing sensible and human things, praying, working, teaching, reading, listening to music, bathing the children, playing tennis, chatting to our friends over a pint and a game of darts, not huddled together like frightened sheep and thinking about bombs. They may break our bodies, but they may not dominate our minds. Mm, That's good. So, I Mm. mean, it also reminds me of Anthony Esselin's book, Life Under Compulsion. There's a section in there where he talks about how both liberal and conservative media wants us to live under compulsion from what they're telling us to do with our lives. And we as Christians should be able to shrug both of those off and say, he basically did the same thing, the same list of things. You should be able to sit on your porch with your, with your Mm -hmm. spouse at night. You should be able to play games with your kids, all of those things without the media coming in and just crushing you and putting a burden on your shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so ultimately I feel like not fearing it Mm -hmm. comes down to like faith in Christ and a self-control matter. 
Yes, um, absolutely. That we don't go as um, Macy Wilson puts it, dumpster diving. She talks about that in her <laughs> book. That we don't go dumpster diving with our thoughts. That we choose actively to trust and be joyful, um, and just making sure that we are grounded in the truth always, and not allowing our minds to just go down rabbit trails of what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. Mm-hmm. And then if you have small tra- children in your home, like we do, like we have. Jared and I haven't been like actively fearing about this, but it has been conversation that we've had just because it's what's happening in the world. Well, it's dictating everyone's daily life at this point. Yeah. So we've been (laughs) talking about it a lot. And last night when we were going to bed, um, I was like, okay, I'm starting to see this affecting our kids. Like not, not that we were even Mm, fearing. mm -hmm. It's just that like, we are talking about this so much and it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, we need to like refocus ourselves onto our normal life now. Like this can't, this can't continue to be the source of our conversation always. So Mm -hmm. I think just having self-control and wisdom in the home to make sure that your focus and your conversation Mm -hmm. reflects a trust in the Lord and a focus on the right things. Like our normal life should be focused on the right things. I can't remember if it was, um, it was a Puritan book I read last year. I think it was a quiet and meek heart by, um, whoever that one's by that I don't remember, but they were talking there how to know if you're in sin over anxiety. And they basically said, if you can't perform your daily duties, then you know, you're in sin over your anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the same thing. Like in regards to preparedness, okay, be prepared, but are you able to keep up with your basic basic duties that you should be doing or are you so consumed with fear that you have become immobilized right yeah is it paralyzing you into Mm -hmm. like staring at the updates from the cdc (laughs) (laughs) um but i feel like there are just so many examples of like saints from the past that have done a good Mm -hmm. job in the face of what could be fearful like i even thought Mm -hmm. of tin boom in the midst of Mm-hmm. you know, harboring Jews in the, um, a secret room in her attic and like having Nazi soldiers come into their, um, watch shop, their clock shop. Mm-hmm. And like, just how you, there's so many situations that she could have been incredibly fearful, but instead like their home remained yeah. a cheerful and productive place. Yeah. Um, so there, I feel like there's so many situations like that, that we could think of, of saints that we've read about or talked about or, um, known stories about that we can and should reflect on their example of mm-hmm. um, Christ likeness in the midst of a scary situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even just as I've been reading and learning, like keeping up on all this over the last couple of weeks, like really about two months at this point, but um, I have just been honestly moved to thankfulness too at the way God has designed the body and the immune system. Yeah. As silly as that sounds, even just finding a reason to be like, you know what, Lord, I trust your wise design and I trust that for most of us, our immune systems are exactly what we need to be fighting this with. Not, Mm -hmm. not fear, not toilet paper. (laughs) Right. Right. But just like giving thanks for his, um, common grace for his means of provision for us on Mm -hmm. a day in and day out. There's so many things that he is protecting me from because he gave me an immune system, not just the coronavirus, but there's so many things. Right. Yeah, seriously. Um, Proverbs twelve twenty five is an anxious heart weighs a man down, but a kind mm-hmm. word cheers him up. So <laughs> even for me, okay, so moms, just a group of moms together can be either a really awesome and powerful thing, or it can be a very chatty, anxiety spreading thing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, even more than we're spreading the coronavirus, we could be spreading anxiety to our oh, fellow yes 
sisters. So Mm -hmm. um, I think it's important that when we do gather together, whether it be in small groups or like virtually, if you're doing like an online situation, um, to be actively and intentionally cheerful and positive and giving kind words to each other, to lift Mm -hmm. each other up and, and just to inspire one another to trust in the Lord, to not breed anxiety in Mm -hmm. a group. Yep. So yeah. Anything else? I don't, I don't think so. I think it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Go uh, plant your garden, wash your bathroom, clean your bathrooms, wash your hands, (laughs) take your vitamin C and uh, have a great week, everyone. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. This show is a part of the ministry of the Shepherd's Crook. The Shepherd's Crook exists to remind pastors of Jesus through care, coaching, resources, and events. We have also started the Shepherd's Crook for Wives, Jordan and Lexi are contributing articles to the site, and you can find all the information at theshepherdscrook.co.